Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Something a little bit different this afternoon, we're going to break this into two parts, we'll either drop today or tomorrow, but we've just found a Rugby League week from 2014, and it was the season preview, so what it does is it goes through all eight, uh, all 16 clubs, we're going to do the first eight today, gives you their predicted lineup for 2014, it gives you a young gun, their gains and losses, so I'm just going to go through each team, talk about the young gun, where they ended up, the starting um, 17 that they've named, uh, and then their game and losses and well and how it all played out. I enjoy looking back at things like this uh, to see how it all worked out and guys that kicked on that were young guns and whatnot. And um, sometimes you forget that some of these guys even played uh, for those clubs. So I'll go through and give my live reaction. The clubs we've got are the Canterbury Bulldogs, the Canberra Raiders, the Cronulla Sharks, the Gold Coast Titans, the Melbourne Storm, the Manly Seagulls. Uh, and the Newcastle Knights. They are the first eight. And then we'll do the other eight either this afternoon or tomorrow. I'll let you know. But let's get stuck into the first team. And it is the Canterbury... Sorry, the Brisbane Broncos are the first team. Apologies. The Brisbane Broncos are the first team. Now, when I have a look at this one, obviously the key gain for the Broncos this year was Benny Barber obviously made the move up there. Jeez, uh, oh, it was highly touted when he made the move up there. Some other guys that they've got on their gains, Martin Kennedy, uh, that didn't end overly well. Todd Lowry, Stuart Mills. Daniel Vito, who's now in the wrestling over there in America, pretty insane. Uh, their key losses this year, Corey Norman, uh, Scott Prince retired, Peter Wallace, Dunamis Louie, who went to the Seagulls. He's obviously um, going to Redcliffe next year. Kurt Baptiste. East as well, so a heap of change for the Broncos. Their young gun was Francis Molo. I'll read it to you. Francis Molo is a strapping mobile prop destined for big things. The 19-year-old is still qualified for NYC, but is in the Broncos' top squad and under contract till the end of 2015. A graduate of the Wavell High School Elite Development Program, Molo was Brisbane's under-20s player of the year in 2012 when 17, despite playing just half the season. The former Aspley Junior has has uh, has outstanding footwork and a classy offload to go with his... Uh, 
Uh, Pension for hard work. Born in New Zealand, Molo had a tough upbringing that has given him the inner steel and discipline required to succeed. Obviously, Francis Molo has gone on to have a pretty successful career. Been pretty solid in first grade. Good to look back on those young guns. We'll sort of have a look at each of those for them. But we go back to 2014. We have a look at the Brisbane Broncos and their starting lineup. They had Joshy Hoffman, Corey Oates, who's still there, Justin Hodges, Jack Reed, Jarrell Yao Ye, Ben Barber here at six, Benny Hunt at seven, uh, Josh McGuire up front, Andrew McCulloch in the nine, Benny Hannett, Matt Gillette, Sam Thide, and Corey Parker in the 13. What a pack. Wow. Their bench, Marty Kennedy. They had Jake the Snake Granville at the club back then. Uh, then we had uh, Ben Halar and Alex Glenn as well, Lexi. So the 2014 Brisbane Broncos, that was their starting lineup. Now, they ended up finishing the season in eighth place. So it wasn't an, it was, I mean, it wasn't an unsuccessful season by Brisbane, but by their standards, a little bit disappointing. But they were building for the future, and only a year later, of course, they would feature in the 2015 Grand Final. Pretty crazy there with pretty much that um, that back line, essentially. Uh, Justin Hodges, Jack Reed, uh, Corey Oates, obviously Jarayayi there as well. Devastating how that all finished. Uh, Benny Barber in that team as well. I don't think it lasted too long uh, with Ben Barber there. I'm pretty sure he, he was out of there pretty quickly unfortunately, for Ben. Uh, But yeah, 2014, Brisbane Broncos. That's your preview there. Let's move to uh, the Canterbury Bulldogs. Their key gains. What about this game that they had that no one even spoke about? Got him from the Dragons, Damian Cook. Little did they know they had an Australian hooker on their gains list. Uh, Wouldn't have been spoken about all that much. Rennie Matua, um, who obviously had a fantastic career. Rennie, Pat O'Hanlon, who had to retire early in his career through injury. And Chase Stanley, speaking of injury, fuck, one of the unluckiest blokes of all time. One of the most unluckiest families when you throw in Chase and Kyle. Uh, their key losses, they obviously lost Benny Barber, Danny Galea, Dean Hallitow, Chris Keating, Marty Tapao. That was when Marty Tapao made the move to the West Tigers as well. Interesting young gun here for the Canterbury Bulldogs, Moses Mbai. Uh, mercurial talent Moses Mbai will have one eye on the bench utility role vacated by Dean Hallitow. Uh, adept in as many as five positions, Mbai is reluctant to be pigeonholed as a utility, but there is no doubt that's his best shot at the NRL. As much as he probably thinks it's a bit of a negative, that is his best chance of getting into first grade early, but down the line, he has the world at his feet, says under-20s coach Andy Patmore. And Byers played at hooker and 5'8 in rep footy and a heap of centre in Holden Cup, making him a coach's dream. Interesting little ride up there by Marks and John. Of course, I think it would sort of outline how Moses and Byers' career would play out. Of course, he's been a 5'8", he's been a halfback, he's been a hooker, he's been a centre in the state of origin arena. He's just done it all, Moses and Byers. And I personally think um, that him not wanting to be pigeonholed as a utility, uh, I think it was probably the right call because I think it has cost him a little bit, despite him still having a great NRL career, being around for a long time, playing Origin and whatnot. Um, yeah, pretty crazy how his career has played out. Now, of course, you need to consider that this 2004 Bulldogs side, this was their preseason predicted team. Uh, and they actually went on to play in the grand final this year. They lost to South Sydney, obviously. Mitch Brown at fullback, Crimson Inu uh, on one wing, Sammy Parrott on the other side, Josh Morris and Chase Stanley in the centres, Josh Reynolds and Trent Hodkinson in the halves. They, of course, uh, would go on to feature as the uh, halves for the New South Wales Blues that year as well, which was crazy out of nowhere. James Graham, Mick Ennis, Aiden Tolman, Frank the Tank Pritchard, Josh Jackson, and Greg Eastwood in the 13. And their bench, Rennie Matua, T-Rex, Sam Cassiano, and Dale Finucane. What a bench. 
Cassiano, T-Rex, Cassiano and Dale Finucane, far out. Absolute wrecking balls. Canterbury Bulldogs that season, um, they obviously finished in seventh place, but they ended up going all the way to the grand final, getting dusted by the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Let's move to the next club here, and it is the Canberra Raiders. Uh, now, I believe this might have been Ricky's first season back. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure um, this was Ricky Stewart's first time back there in a number of years. Um, their young gun, well, their, their gains here, Luggy Sedu, Kyle O'Donnell, Kurt Baptiste, no real big names there. A couple of losses, obviously, Sean Berrigan. He went and played a little cameo in 2013 at the Canberra Raiders. Shandor Earl had left to go to Rugby Union. Joel Thompson left to go to the Dragons. Sam Williams left for the first time to go play for the Dragons. Had a number of guys move to the Dragons that season, and Joe Picker as well. He moved on. Their young gun was Mitch Cornish. Never quite kicked on in his career, Mitch Cornish. Always very talented, though. Mitch Cornish was all set to make his top-grade debut in round 26 for the NRL. Stopped him due to second-tier salary cap restrictions, but there will be no holding him back in 2014. With the Raiders' greatest-ever halfback as his mentor, junior kangaroo Cornish, who hails from Goulburn, is set to blossom. Cornish has all the skills to make it, having played a key role in the Raiders' stronghold Cup team over the last few years where he's proven himself as one of the most valuable players in the competition. Good little argument there by Cameron Bell on Mitch Cornish. Didn't quite play out. Uh, Mitch Cornish is queer, but fuck when you're a ball player. God, it's hard in the NRL. Now, the Canberra Raiders, their starting lineup, their predicted starting lineup heading into the 2014 season. Anthony Milford was at fullback. Edric Lee on one wing. Reese Robson on the other side. Their centers, Jared Croker, and of course, Jack Whiten back in his center days. 5'8 was the great Terry Campisi. What a legend. Josh McCrone in the seven. Brett, Wright, Brett White and David Schiller up front with Glenn Buttress in the nine. Josh Papali'i back in his back rower days, lining up there with Joel Edwards. Remember Joel Edwards? Um, red-headed fella, tough as nails. Not sure where he ended up. I think he went to Newcastle. I'm not sure where after that. With the man, Sean Fensom in Jersey 13. On the bench, Luggy Sedu, Matt McKilrick, Tom Leroy-Lars, and Dane Tills, the walking giraffe. Yeah, the Canberra Raiders, I don't think it was an overly successful season for them that year. Yeah, 15th, second last. So pretty bang average for the Canberra Raiders that season. But there was one team that was below them on the ladder, and that was the Cronulla Sharks. Um, now, I could be wrong, but I think this might have been uh, the um, the Asada scandal year, or maybe it was the year after. I'm, I'm sort of struggling to put my calendar together. But they did finish last this season. Their gains heading into this year. Blake Ashford, he came from the West Tigers. Eric Groth, he came out of retirement come back and play for the Cronulla Sharks. Eric Goat Jr., obviously. Uh, Daniel Holdsworth and um, a really underrated signing. The only one of their signings this year that would go on to feature in their premiership winning team was Matty Pryor from the Dragons. And I thought the year they won the comp, he was sensational. So that was a big, big signing for the Sharks there. Some of the guys they lost this year. Uh, they lost Jason Bakuya. They lost John Green, Stuart Mills, Tyrone Peachy. As a young Tyrone Peachy, he left to go to the Penrith Panthers. Benny Pom- Pomeroy went over to go to England. Ben Ross retired. Mark Defoe retired. But their halfback, Chad Townsend, he went to the New Zealand Warriors. And, of course, Chad would return on the 18 months later, and then he would feature with Matt Pryor in that premiership victory. But having a look at this team, you can see the skeleton of what went on to win the premiership a couple of years later. At fullback, Mick Gordon. On the wings, premiership winner, Sasai Fecky. In the centres, Jonathan Wright and Blake Ashford. Bo Ryan on the other sting. The halves, Todd Carney and Jeff Robson. Andrew Fafita up front with Sam Tagatizi. Johnny Morris in the nine, who, of course, would go on to, club, to coach the club a couple of years later. In the back row, Matt Pryor and Wade Graham and Paul Galman, the 13. So you can see already you've got Fecky, uh, you've got Andrew Fafita, you've got Tagatizi, Pryor, 
Uh, Wade Graham and Paul Gallen that all went on to feature in their premiership victory. Off the bench, the great Isaac DeGoyes, Chris Hyington, who featured in their premiership victory, Bryce Gribbs and Anthony Tupu as well. Remember how good Anthony Tupu was? My God. He was coming to the back end of his career by that point, I believe. Early 2000s, though, he was something else. Now, their young gun, really interesting one to look back on, and I thought this guy was going to be a superstar at the time, Michael Leacher, a crafty hooker in the Cameron Smith mold. Only injury prevented the junior kangaroo skipper from making his first grade debut in 2013, but next year promises to be so much different for this talented youngster. To be honest, I'll be disappointed if he doesn't play first grade. Coach Coach Shane Flanagan says, he is a kid with a lot of potential, and if it wasn't for injury last year, I probably would have given him a shot in first grade. But all being well, he'll get his chance in 2014. Leach returned from a hamstring injury this year to play a key role in the Sharks New South Wales Cup title triumph. Michael Leach compared to Cameron Smith there, which is why Wild to think about now, considering how his career played out, but I've said it on a number of occasions, when Michael Leacher was coming through the grades, he looked like he was going to be an absolute superstar, and I'll always stand by that, and it's sort of reflected in this article. All right, our next team is the Gold Coast Titans, the 2014 Gold Coast Titans. Where did they finish? They finished 14. So we've actually had the bottom three teams in a row here. Let's have a look at the Gold Coast Titans. So their gains that year, Maurice Blair, Fi-Fi Lower, and Licky Licky. Jeez, disappointing that Licky Licky never kicked on. Obviously started at the Warriors, went to the Newcastle Knights, and arrived at the Titans, but it just never really happened. Uh, the guys they lost that year, Marmon Barber, uh, obviously the younger brother of Ben Barber, Luke O'Dwyer, and of course, Heimel Hunt. I think people forget that Heimel started his career up there at the Gold Coast Titans, went down to the Melbourne Storm, didn't quite kick on there, went to South Sydney, got an opportunity, and is now sort of making his way at the Newcastle Knights. Uh, let's have a look at their young gun. It's Tavita Falau, who I believe is the younger brother of Israel Falau. Let's have a look. Another Falau is set to make a mark on the NRL. Tavita Falau, 18-year-old cousin cousin of Israel Falau, a Titans under-20s winger with a massive future. It's difficult to make comparisons to Israel, but Tavita is a similar style of player. Under-20s coach Ben Wolf says, we are looking for guys like Tavita that are tall, athletic, close to 100 kilos, and who are quick on their feet and good in the air. He moved down from Ipswich last year and got a run with the Tweedhead Seagulls Colts and then played NYC. So he has come along quite quickly. That one's from Joel Gould. Um, yeah, I don't really remember a heap about, heap about Tavita Falau, to be honest with you. I'm not even sure if he ended up playing uh, first grade. I might just type his name in to find out. I sort of remember the name being thrown around. Now, obviously, in that preseason, he would have been uh, a talk of the town, but I'm not actually sure if he ended up playing first grade realistically. By the looks of it, he didn't. Um, let's have a look at the Gold Coast Titans and their team leading into the 2014 season. Um, at fullback, Will Zillman, David Mead on one wing, Kevin Gordon on the other side, Mead and Gordon, iconic stuff. In the centres, what about this pairing? Brad Takarangi and Jamal Idris. Jeez, on their day, they could be the best centres in the league, but then on, on their off day, they probably could have been the worst, realistically. The halves of the Gold Coast Titans, jeez, these two, when they were young, they were so entertaining. Albert Kelly and Aiden Caesar. Too. Oh, I thought Aiden Caesar was going to be an absolute superstar when he was at the Gold Coast Titans. Moved away to Canberra, and it, he really took his time there. Uh, and he did well in Canberra, but he never quite kicked on. Like before, he was at the Titans, he was at the Bulldogs, and he looked like a superstar. Albert Kelly, very similar. He he came on and brained it in the NRL, then all of a sudden found himself in England before he knew it. Uh, Ryan James and Nat, Nate Miles in the front row with Matty Schrama in the nine. Greg Bird and Dave Taylor in the back row with Ash Harrison in the 13. Their bench. 
Uh, Bo Falloon, Luke Bailey, Luke Douglas, and Benny Ridge. You can see by this point that the, the real first era of Gold Coast Titans, they were starting to sort of move away from those guys. Your Scotty Prince, your pretty Preston Campbells, your these sort of guys, Matty Rogers and whatnot. All right, let's have a look at the next team. It is the Manly Seagulls. So their gains this year, Chase Blair. Fuck, I remember watching Chase play footy when he was a teenager. He was an absolute freak. I'm not sure where he's ended up since Chase Blair. He's probably retired by now. Um, was at the Roosters. Then he went over to England. Then I think he came back to the Melbourne Storm. Uh, and he was, he was at the Manly Seagulls, obviously, for a period there. Jaden Hodges, Dunamis Louie, and Josh Starling. Josh Starling reaches out quite often on the Rugby League Guru Instagram page, champion fella. Their losses that year, Joe Nullivar, Brent Kite. Their 2008 Clive Churchill medalist, Georgie Rose and David Gower. Now, this is an interesting one. Let's have a look at the young gun prediction for the Manly Seagulls. He is a star in our game right now, but it's not at the Manly Seagulls. His name, Clint Gutherson. He's been chased by rival clubs, courted by Rugby Union and AFL newcomers, GWS, but Gutherson refuses to leave Manly for now. Uh, a local a, a local Chroma Kingfishers product. Here's a brief taste of NRL against the Panthers in round 26, scoring a try on debut. Under-20s coach David Heath tells Rugby League Week, Gutherson will get his chances to show his skills in 2014. That's the aim of the club, Heath says, of the fullback and centre. Uh, Clint impressed in his, NR, in his first NRL game because he just went out and did his job. He's very professional and wants to improve. He doesn't have an ego. He just wants to get better and he enjoys it. They are qualities that will ensure he has a good future. Great little shout there. Obviously, Clint Gutherson, he's, what is he, 25, 26 now, and he was the captain of the Parramatta Eels at the age of 24. Pretty crazy. Let's have a look at the Manly Seagulls, their predicted lineup to kick off 2014. Brett Stewart at fullback, George Tafua on the sting, David Williams on the other side, Jamie Lyon and Steve Maddow in the centres. Fuck, this is crazy. What a team. Such a good side, this Manly team. Obviously, they, they lost the grand final the year before as well. Uh, then we've got Kieran Foran and DCE in the halves. Brenton Lawrence up front with Richie Fayoso, Matty Ballin in the nine. The back row, Anthony Watmo and the scope, Justin Horro. Glenn Stewart in the 13. Their bench, Jamie Bureau, Dunamis Louie, James Hassan, and Tommy Simons. Tommy Simons. How come it's Tom Simons? Um, now, we've also, there's also just a little article here, uh, and it's called The Big Bang Theory. Travojevic stunned Seagull's staff and now plans to explode into the NRL. And of course, that was talking about young Jake Travojevic. So it was. It was pretty obvious that he was going to be a star from the future. They said Jake is something special in the way he conducts himself. I think he can go. He can go on with it. He'll be a really good ambassador for the club, and he's been one of the great ambassadors of all time for the Manly Seagulls. Jake Travojevic. Uh, the year before that, their Player of the Year, Anthony Watmo. Interesting one there. All right. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Next team, the Melbourne Storm. So their gains, as per usual, <clears throat> they didn't really sign anyone that was a superstar. George Rose, Travis Robinson, and Heimel Hunt. Their losses, Maurice Blair, Jason Riles, 
Uh, Junior Sal, Lagisetu, Gareth Widdop left, and CSL Varve left as well. He was released. Uh, their young gun was Pride Patterson Robati, who went on to play a fair whack of first grade, obviously. Exotically named and genetically gifted, this 18-year-old Kiwi back row was probably born to be a star. The Storm thought as much four years ago when they signed the Wellington product to a six-year contract. Wow. And he certainly justified their faith in 2013 when he was named the club's Holden Cup Player of the Year. In his first season of under-20s, for which he was eligible for another two years, Patterson Robati racked up some impressive statistics, including being ranked fourth among the Holden Cup forwards for run meters. At this rate, he'll be on the cusp of first grade selection sooner rather than later. Now, I could be wrong, but is Pride Patterson Rabati, is he up at the Brisbane Broncos now? I'm just going to double check that. Sometimes with these kids, you get their names confused and whatnot over a long period of time. There's obviously is a Rabati uh, up there at the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, he's, at, he's at the New Zealand Warriors, sorry, yeah. So Pride Patterson Rabati, how old is he now? I didn't realize he was that old. 27 years old. Wow, I thought he was a lot younger than that. Um, he actually hasn't played first grade yet, which is interesting. I thought he had. So 27 years old, still running around for the New Zealand Warriors. Uh, hasn't played first grade yet though which is a really interesting one uh went to newcastle as well left the newcastle knights in 2015 still playing uh but yet to play first grade so hopefully uh we do get to see him sooner rather than later good on him for sticking at it let's have a look at the melbourne storm and their starting lineup or their predicted lineup for 2014 billy slater at fullback matt duffy who recently retired obviously went and played for the all blacks will chambers justin o'neill in the centers sisa wonga on the wing their halves ben hampton and cooper cronk Jay Brom and Brian Norrie up front with Cam Smith in the nine. Ryan Hoffman and Kevin Proctor in the back row with Ryan Hinchcliffe at 13. Their interchange bench, Georgie Rose, Jordan McLean, Tohu Harris, and Kenny Bromwich. What a bench. George Rose, Jordan McLean, Tohu Harris, Kenny Bromwich. Unreal stuff there. Sensational. All right, let's move to our last team of this episode, and it is the Newcastle Knights. Okay, the Newcastle Knights. Let's have a look at their gains and their losses, their games. They got Michael Dobson. He came back from Hull. I always liked Dobbo. Never quite kicked on, but I always really liked him. Russell Packer joined the Newcastle Knights from the New Zealand Warriors, as did Clint Newton, who came from the Panthers, came back home, obviously the head of the RLPA now. Some of the guys they lost from 2013. Danny Badiris, he retired, legend of the club. Never. Costigan, Craig Gower, Licky Licky, Peter Matt Matatui, and we had Kevin Naguama as well, who left Newcastle to go to the Panthers. He's then obviously went overseas and whatnot, and is now at the Roosters as well. Pretty crazy. Now the young gun for the Newcastle Knights, Adam Clydesdale. Um, Exit club legend Danny Badiris enter a young kid from Scone with the potential to follow in Bedsy's footsteps. Sign of the Knights is number six or number seven, like Bedsy almost two decades before. Clydesdale is now a hooker with a toughness to rival Badiris and the intuition from dummy half that reminds you of Cameron Smith. Jeez, we're getting a couple of Cam Smith uh, um, comparisons here. His talent is so evident that Manly threw everything at him last year to entice him to the peninsula, but Clydesdale stuck solid and signed with the Knights for a lot less because of the opportunity to work under Wayne Bennett. Obviously, this is back in the Wayne Bennett days. I believe 2014 is actually the season uh, where, unfortunately, uh, we had the shocking, shocking injury to Alex McKinnon. I'm pretty sure it was 2014. I'm just racking my brain. Was it 14 or 15? I'm sure it was 14. 
because it was the year after they went all the way to the prelim final, which was 2013. So they'd come off a pretty good season, the Newcastle Knights. At fullback, Darius Boyd on the wings, James McManus and Akula Uate. Dan Gagai and Joey Leilua in the centres. Joey Leilua at the Newcastle Knights. I always forget that he was up there. Uh, at six, Jared Mullen. Seven, Tyrone Roberts. Up front, Cade Snowden and Willie Mason, the old fella. Kirk Gidley was the hooker in that, so predicted to be the hooker. The back row was Robbie Rocco, Bo Scott, and Jeremy Smith. And then on the bench, they had Matt Hilda, they had Chris Houston, Russell Packer, and Alex McKinnon in Jersey 17. Obviously, Alex McKinnon later that season would suffer that terrible injury. Uh, his life would be changed forever. A pretty sad day uh, when you look back through rugby league history. A bit of a damp way to, uh, to finish our podcast here. Uh, but uh, I think the Newcastle Knights were lucky that during that year they had Wayne Bennett. I know it all didn't work out uh, as the Newcastle Knights would have hoped and as Wayne Bennett would have hoped, uh, but I thought that the entire town and club and all the players handled that season really well and really uh, got around Alex McKinnon. Still doing great things in our game to Alex McKinnon, so uh, not all negative there, but a very, very sad one how that played out. Now, uh, probably later this afternoon, we will have the next one, the North Queensland Cowboys, uh, the Parramatta Eels, the Penrith Panthers. Jeez, that's a young Jamie Soward. Uh, the Penrith Panthers, then we've got... Sorry, guys, just got to find the next page. We've got a couple of photos in the middle, which are pretty cool to look back on as well. I might touch on those uh, next episode. Then we've got the... Uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs, who, of course, they went on to win the comp that year, so a pretty interesting one. Uh, the St. George Illawarra Dragons, uh, the Sydney Roosters, the New Zealand Warriors, the West Tigers. Yeah, so a couple more teams to go through there. We'll do part two. We'll probably do that a little bit later this afternoon. If not, it'll be out tomorrow morning, but I'm going to aim to try and get it out this afternoon for you guys.